You've seen the big plays. Jaron stepping to his right, looking, looking, stopping, firing, end zone, touchdown! You've heard what the playmakers and coaches have had to say. Up for a three, got it! But now it's time to go behind the mic with BYU Sports Broadcasters to get their distinctive take on the games. Oh, what an aggressive play! This is Behind the Mic with host Cleon Wall. We're here to bring you unique insights and stories from the BYU sports broadcasters who cover the Cougars and from the Cougars themselves. In this episode, I advocate the host role again to Tyler Haas and his series, The Mental Game. His guest is former BYU and NFL football player Bronson Kafusi. The two discuss overcoming challenges, learning resilience from teammates, and getting into the zone. But first, Tyler asks Bronson how mindset and mental health have played an important part in his life and sports career. It literally saved my career, focusing on mindset. Hmm. And I say that, you know, as in, saved my career in two ways. It started it, and it saved it. So I would say, you know, I came to BYU. I played football and basketball. Yeah, and, well, I didn't even note that. And, we, we were teammates. Yeah, we were teammates. It was so fun. Yeah, you actually helped me plan my engagement with Hillary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, been, I've been a small part of the journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've seen it. Like, you, learned, you know the story, and, like, you've seen, like, what's, like, how I was able to navigate all, this, all these different challenges and things. Mm-hmm. And so my freshman year was pretty promising in football, play basketball, go back to football my sophomore year. And um, my dad calls me in. Because my, my dad was my coach. Yeah. And, you know, I had become a starter. I was playing four downs. And he just tells me, hey, what you're doing right now just isn't enough to play in the NFL. Hmm. And I sat there thinking, okay, like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, I'll do whatever it takes. So he then says to me, you do everything right. You lift your sleep, your nutrition, you know, your schoolwork, and you're taking care of everything. But he said on game day, you're not performing the way that you need to to play the next level. And so I said, okay. And he said, I want you to get into some mindset training. And I said, all right, I'm in. So he connected me with Craig Manning and started meeting with Craig. And um, that literally changed my life because... I was one of those guys, and I don't know if you were like this or not. I felt like you were way more goal-driven than me earlier on. No. <laughs> but me, I was, I was just out there playing the sport, like, yeah. for fun. I didn't do any extra <laughs> training. I was just out there playing. And, I, uh, and, you know, being able to focus on my mindset, it changed everything for me. In fact, it, I was able to compound every day of practice because I was so focused and dialed in, and I was able to handle, you know, adversity mm-hmm. better, bounce back. My focus was different. Um, injuries would happen. I was able to navigate it. And that's why, you know, sports in general, it's such a, it's such a mindset game first. And that's mm-hmm. why I realized that I was able to play faster, make more plays, and eventually led to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so I am so big on mindset and mentality, and I absolutely just love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, Craig, Craig Manning, he helped me too on my journey, kind of yeah. opened my eyes to the, the whole world of mental training, mental performance, and helped me on my journey too. But 
were there were there specific things that he he addressed or helped you with or habits that that, that helped you? Yeah, I would say there's a few of them because I was just you know just new. I took his class like three or four times, yeah. so I was so interested in this topic because I started to feel and see the difference. And even like from a numbers perspective, each year I like my numbers would go up. Yeah. In football, and um, where it was just incredible. Like, and I attribute a lot of it to the mindset training and focusing focusing on mentality, mm-hmm. um, because every sport, a lot of people focus on skills, mm-hmm. but if you focus on your mentality. It changes everything. And so a few skills I can think of like right off the bat that I think are valuable for anyone is, you know, task versus outcome. A lot of athletes focus on the outcome. Mm-hmm. So like, I hope we win this game. I Yeah, um, the results, right? The results. Yeah. Uh, so many athletes do that. And, you know, it's kind of a distraction because the outcome's in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's where fear is. And so if you focus on the task, it keeps you in the present keeps you locked in on what actually matters. And if you can do that, just that alone allows you to bring all the preparation that you do throughout the week, throughout the years, Mm -hmm. and bring it to the table and perform at a high level. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's in anything. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I learned that and it really helped me because I was able to apply that in practice and, you know, games and film study and, you know, really just being where your feet are. It's, it's, it's just like, man, it sounds simple. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It, it's easy to let your mind kind of drift towards yeah. the future and, and the outcome. But I love what you said, task versus outcome. Like stay in the present, focus on the process of what you're doing and, yeah. and little tweaks that you can do to to your process to to get to the result, right? Yeah. But I feel like so many times we just jump to the to the yeah. end and you you said that's where fear is, right? Yeah. And uh, have you felt that? I mean, throughout yeah. many times throughout your career that fear? Yeah, that fear is is real and and everyone feels the fear of the future and then regret of the past. And, but you, you have to learn, like you said, it's always moving. Like you said, I like how you said it was drifting. Like yeah. it's always moving. And so you're trying to, you know, manage it because even it's the same thing when like things are going really well. Mm-hmm. It's like you get like kind of prideful or you kind of take your foot off the gas. Easy to get complacent. Easy yeah. to get complacent and it's, it's, it's drifting and it's this mm-hmm. constant drift. And so I think it's, uh, you know, so important that you learn how to keep it in the present. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to do that. And I think that's what changed my career, changed everything. Like, and, and there's just one thing that I was able to learn and, and build on. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So I read, I read an article, uh, and Aaron Rodgers has been quoted as saying, you, you are the happiest guy he's <laughs> ever met. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've noticed that. I feel like when you came to play basketball, uh, on our team, you came like, I don't know, 10 games into the season. Yeah. And it, there was a noto- noticeable difference in the locker room, just the way you are. I feel like yeah. your whole family's like that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Where does that, where does, are you guys all just like that? Is that just, I mean, <laughs> part of who your family is or is that, you know, something that's been developed? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I, 
I feel like we just love life, honestly. Yeah. And we, we just appreciate like the opportunity. I know for me, speaking for myself, I just love every opportunity. And um, yeah, I really try to make the most of every interaction. And, <laughs> and I just learned early on, like, I think back to like as a kid, when you make a mistake, mm-hmm. like you spill your milk and it goes everywhere. I remember my mom, she'd always say to me, those things happen. And so then that actually takes the stress off mm-hmm. of a lot of things in life. And where it's like, oh, mistakes happen. Like, and so it's like, okay, well, this is gonna happen. And so you take out that perfectionism, like out of the equation, like, because mm-hmm. everyone's always trying to be perfect, perfect. Well then, I mean, no one's perfect. So. Yeah. Like you, I felt like that was one thing that really helped when I think back when we were younger. Um, but then just, yeah, for me, it's like, I, like life is so good. And like, you just focus on, you know, focus what you're blessed. Good. Yeah, what, what you're blessed with and what you're grateful for. And I think for me, yeah, starting every day in gratitude, like really makes you come to the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, it's like the abundance mindset, just yeah. choosing to focus on the good, believing there's a lot of good in the world. Yeah. Because so many times, you know, you can you can go into a hole and feel like the world's caving in on yeah. you. But I loved what you said about your parents, um, yeah. that they allowed you to fail. I yeah. mean, your parents are very accomplished. I mean, college coach and your dad, your mom's the mayor of Provo. I mean, it, from the outside looking in, it seems like they would be very, very hard on you guys, but they, they created an environment to where they they allowed you to fail and go through some hard stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. That was a big thing. And, and you know, my parents, they never even pushed me to play sports. Or, they never or pushed football. you to play sports? Yeah, I huh. just, like, if we wanted to do something, we would do it. Hmm. Like my brother Corvin, he played tennis because he's the one to play tennis. <laughs> I did gymnastics growing up, like Crazy. just whatever we wanted to do, yeah. and just like I didn't play tackle football till like eighth grade, mm-hmm. and so um, we just they just let us you know kind of make decisions and and but the, also like when we would fall or you know something would happen or where it just didn't go our way, they definitely let us kind of pick ourselves up, mm-hmm. and that was so huge. And I think about you know one thing that I love about what they did is they let us compete against each other and they let us lose against each other. <laughs> and so that was There was huge. always a winner and a loser. There was always a winner and loser. <laughs> like, there always was. And so you, but you learn how to handle winning, losing, mm-hmm. how to be a good winner, mm-hmm. you know, how to handle loss and come back and let's go again. Mm-hmm. And tears always. <laughs> but they let it happen. They it's let, okay. Like, it's yeah. okay. Like, because yeah. that's life. And that's what's so cool about sports is it's just a vehicle that a lot of people use mm-hmm. to learn about all these, you know, great things that help you in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like a lot of times nowadays we get away from that and everyone's a winner and it's just not the case. <laughs> in our house growing up, it, it was always super competitive. Someone was going to come out on Racing top. Racing to the car for the front seat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, so I, I look back on my journey, and there were, like, there were specific people, teammates, coaches along my mm-hmm. way that, like, 
you know, like a Craig Manning. Craig Manning, you know, mental performance coach, but coaches, teammates, like, you know, maybe it's someone you played against in the league or like mm-hmm. got got to know a little bit. Was there someone on your journey or are there names or people that come to mind where you're like, I learned something from that dude just by the way he lived life, the way he approached practice every day. Yeah. Um, were there some examples like that on your journey? Yeah, for sure. I was, I w- and I would say I was fortunate. I'm going to go back a little bit when I was younger because I was fortunate because my dad was football coach. So I was around the players and like my whole life. Yeah. And so I watched every game. I knew them. They come over, my, you know, we'd feed them. And um, I, I was always, and there's a few of them where I'm like, okay, I wanted to be like, like I want to play like him and do this and do that. And so I would say player-wise, um, like in high school, that's when um, like 2006, 2010, that's when I was in high school. And so at BYU, you had players, you know, you had players like uh, Jan Jorgensen. Like mm-hmm. on, I was playing D-end at the time. And so I always looked up to him because he, his effort was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Like I absolutely loved the way that he played. He played hard every he played down. Hard, yeah. Every down, every mm-hmm. single down. I really loved watching that. And so that was a good example. I liked watching Brian Kill. I remember a specific play, I think it was against New Mexico, but he ran down this guy from so far behind. And I was like, I want to do that play someday. Mm-hmm. And so it's like those high effort guys, I started to notice them, you know, watching and being around them. And I loved it. And then in the NFL, I mean, I really had a lot of great teammates, mentors, and guys that would help me. I mean, I had at, at the Ravens, I mean, you had Pitta there, mm-hmm. you had Eric Weddle, so Utah ties. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, because my rookie year, I got hurt. Right. And I had a really bad injury where the doctors, one of the top in the country, and one of the top doctors in the country, he said, I don't know how you're going to come back from this one. And I said, hmm. okay, because it was so bad. Hmm. And I was like, well, I got to, you know, fortunately I had a good base of mindset training, but I had like, really great examples of people that come back from injuries, like Pitta, mm-hmm. Weddle, like like really like tough, tough dudes. And Would so, you say that's how you got through it and uh, got over yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. They they definitely helped just because, you know, you think you're all alone. Yeah. And that's the scary thing about, you know, injury and then just when things don't go your way, like you said, it's easy to, it's a steep hill mm-hmm. and it's very lonely. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but they were, they were so cool to be able to, you know, always reach out, help, you know, and I just watched their examples because, you know, they're like, nah, you can do this. Like, no, it's up to you. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to make something out of nothing here. And yeah, I ended up playing, you know, a few years there in the league and it was, it was huge. And that's one of the big things I feel like when it comes to like mindset mentality is everyone thinks you have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to do it alone. Like mm-hmm. there's people out there that have gone through what you've gone through and they're willing to help. Mm-hmm. And sometimes all I have to do is ask for help, mm-hmm. which is honestly most of the time. And then people come like because everyone's had experiences and they're like, I know what that felt like. Yeah. Let me let, let me help you out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it takes courage, right? It to, does. To be vulnerable and open up and because, it, yeah, it is lonely and yeah. y- you want to 
come across as, hey, I got everything in order. But especially that, athletes. Especially <laughs> athletes, yeah. You're conditioned that way. Yeah. But it's not, it's not life, right? It's not, yeah. yeah. It's just not. Um, so let's fast forward now to, to what you're doing now. You, yeah. You've started a, a community of young athletes, young yeah. athletes society, yeah. is what you call it. And uh-huh. I, I know mindset training is a part of what you do and something you talk about. Um, what are some of the things that you're teaching and talking to your community about? Yeah. And, and tell us about Young Athlete Society. Yeah, so I created it because I wanted to help young athletes with their mindset, their, you know, their leadership, their mentorship, but then, you know, create a space where, you know, we give this amazing platform to athletes, you know, like you, like other athletes, to come in and share their experiences mm-hmm. and just get them in the same room. Because that's why I noticed at the NFL, like if you're in the same room, it's it's huge. Like, right, just getting in just the getting right in room. the room. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we'll create that. But you know, I'll do weekly calls and and honestly, like for me, it's like it can't be your parents. Mm-hmm. It just can't. It's got to come from you. Got to yeah. come from you and. Yeah you need accountability, it needs to come from someone else. And so I, I realized this growing up and, and, so, and then going to the NFL, and I was like, I'm gonna create that. I'm gonna create a space where young athletes can you know, hop on a call, I'll share with them some you know, skills and mindset and mentorship, um, you know, bring in professional athletes, coaches to help. You know, maybe there's some young dads you know, that have uh, you know, a coaching gig with their kids. That's like, let's get you some really, like, just listen to some of these guys talk mm-hmm. about the drills. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's giving access where access before, it's, I mean, it's hard to get that access. And right. so it's like, man, I have, all, I have all these great relationships. Let's provide it to young athletes because it changed my whole career. Mm-hmm. It really did. And it allowed me to play faster. Like, sure. legit, I could, and when I say play faster, it's you're operating faster. Mm-hmm. And, in sports psychology, they call it getting into flow. Mm-hmm. Athletes call it getting in the zone. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's teach you how to do that. I've experienced that. And I feel like I, I, at every level, it's like, let me teach you how to, how to do that, how to, because that's the first piece of getting recruited mm-hmm. is you have to be playing and starting on varsity in high school mm-hmm. or just getting minutes. And so it's like, okay, let's and focus you gotta on perform. That. Yeah. You have to perform. Yeah. You have to. And so helping athletes do that is so key, but it just transitions into life because we all have a clock that ends with our sports life. Mm-hmm. Like we, all, we are all gonna be done playing sports. But for me, it's like, well, this short time, let's use sports as a way to like accelerate growth away from you know, our sport while you're in the sport, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So it's like, it, and I've seen it happen for myself. You know, and I see guys, you know, that have done it and it's like incredible. Like, okay, let's, let's focus on that in young athlete society. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's teach you how to own your goals, create ownership, discipline, you know, uh, accountability, gratitude. Like all these things are so important. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's focus on it. Let's yeah. focus on it while you're playing sports, awesome. while you're younger, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, learn these skills now while you're younger. Yeah. Right. Well, congrats. I, I think it's awesome what you're doing and giving to the community. If you're a young athlete watching this, like, 
go how can they how can they follow you or get involved with Young Athlete Society? Yeah, you can go to youngathletesociety.com or you can follow us on Instagram, Young Athlete Society. So or me and you'll see it on my Sweet. my Instagram page. Yeah. yeah. When we come back, small wins leading to big victories and how faith in God fits into Bronson Kafusi's mental mindset. Welcome back to Behind the Mic. Let's get back to the mental game with Tyler Haas and guest Bronson Kafusi. Okay, so Bronson, let's go back to your, your injury. Yeah. Uh, tell us what happened and how you were able to, to overcome that, uh, the people that were involved. Uh, t- talk to us about some of the details of, of that. Okay, so my injury um, is my rookie year. Now, my injury, this was not the first time I had a season-ending injury, which made this experience happened unique. in college too. Uh, in high school. In my, high school. Okay. My senior year, I tore my ACL. My mm. senior year in the second game of the football season. Oh dang! Now, this this was tough. It was different. It was different. So in high school, I remember sitting there in the car. They tell me. And literally, it felt like my whole world was crashing. Because at this point in time, I had identified myself as a football a athlete. You attached your identity to it. I, ta- I, yeah, I, I being I a football player. Yeah. Attached. I know what that's like. And yeah. everyone does that. And yeah. it's like, ugh, it just literally crashing. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I had some neighbors. Um, I came over and, and one of my neighbors told me, he's like, you know, this is just a, this is just a, a short time. Like you'll be back at it, and and my whole thought process was, this is not a short time. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. But then he said, you know what? You have all this great energy and and that you've been putting into sports. You need to channel this and put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And right when he said that, it clicked for me. Like this isn't the end for me. And why did I attach my, you know, my identity and self-worth to the sport? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to stick my energy into something else and something that matters a lot to me. So I got heavily involved, you know, uh, for me personally, like I was going on a mission after high school. So I got heavily involved in preparing for that, mm-hmm. you know, made some goals. Um, I started serving my community more. I started going, going to more things that I couldn't go to, like mm-hmm. with like my family, and I stayed busy. That's, and that's the scariest thing is like, you're busy, everything gets swept from underneath you, identity crisis, you're yeah. not busy. Mm-hmm. Loneliness kicks in and then, but as soon as he said that, I was like, I'm gonna get busy again. Mm-hmm. And that really helped me. Now fast forward to the NFL. So I had this experience in high school. And when, in the NFL, when this happened, I, it was during training camp, we were like, I think like a week or two in, and I had a player fall on fall on me from behind while I was locked out with a guy, and I heard everything go, and I was like, sure. "Oh no!" Um, and I remember I, I couldn't move my foot, and I was looking at it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." I didn't think it was gonna be that that serious, but then when the doctor told me how serious it was, that it was gonna be like so hard to come back from, and and even now, like I still don't have full range of motion, and and when you dive into your skill set, it's like I have to 
play differently now, mm-hmm. but you just adapt mm-hmm. because that's what you can control. And so, um, like for me, though, it was like an injuries. I mean, especially in the NFL, because now I attach my family and money to it, mm-hmm. and it's like this opportunity literally was going really great and then just gone. Mm-hmm. And but I had remembered, you know, what my experience was in high school where, okay, you know, you're still in control. Mm-hmm. Even though physically and your job and everything, it feels like you're not in control. No, you are in control. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you still control. Let's focus on that. And that's what I did. And I was able to be back. I did spring OTAs, so that's like spring ball. Mm-hmm. I just bounced back, and it was huge because, like, for me, I remember, like, my wife Hillary. She's she was so like positive and like so like encouraging, helpful. Because it was just her and I out there mm-hmm. when this happened, and like she flew me. Like when they flew me down, she came with me. I got surgery. I had my leg up like on the flight home, like, and, and I was just like, on days where I was like, you know, cause rehab as an athlete, it is every day, constant drip. And like, some days you're just like, I don't even want to do it. And, mm-hmm. and that's normal, you know, but you know, she's like, no, no, you know, keep going. You're going to be back. You're going to be back. And you just focus on the little pieces of light that, you know, in a really dark room, they really stand out. And so, you know, that light though, it gets brighter and brighter as you do that. And that's something that you know, helped me when everything felt super dark, you know? It's powerful. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah so you, you, you talked about getting in the zone, getting in the flow. What does that look like for you? What does that mean to you? Yeah, it, this is a great question just because as I was going and experiencing this, I started to recognize it mm-hmm. and what it feels like. And, you know, some, and I'm, I'll share what I for me, what it feels like. And I feel like a lot of people can, you know, I think a lot of people will be able to relate. But for me, during a football game, literally time slows down. Mm-hmm. I do not want to leave that field. It's third down and we stop them. I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do we have to leave? <laughs> like, I want to stay out here mm-hmm. and I want to keep going. And it's, it, you know, when people say, oh yeah, you know, that experienced player, that veteran player, the game slows down. That's what they're talking about is getting into flow or getting in the zone where, you know, you see things before they happen mm-hmm. almost. Like yeah, you're a couple of steps ahead of everything. Yeah, you're literally a couple of steps ahead. Yeah. And you see, like, I know in basketball, like, you know, when you're coming off a screen, like, you know what's coming mm-hmm. before it even happens. Like, mm-hmm. you already know. And I love that feeling. And it's a feeling I hope, you know, everyone gets to experience and in how to get there, like for me. So first of all, you go into every game with a game plan and you know your opponent, you put in the preparation, that's key. Without the preparation, you will never get there. Mm-hmm. But if you've done that, now during the game, you know, you start getting wins. Mm-hmm. And these wins, they start to stack. And then all of a sudden... You're talking about wins in the game. Wins in the game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, as a football player, it's like, you know... But this is where the wins are different. It's not the outcome as the win. The outcome of a sack or a tackle is a byproduct of the win. 
which is you executing on your task mm-hmm. and so, or your exactly. cue. And so, um, you know, you start, it's like, wow, my footwork like was perfect. My hand placement was perfect. Like mm-hmm. the way I came off that block, like was right on. The way I finished around the corner, I dipped my shoulder and, and got to the quarterback and got the ball out. Mm-hmm. Like that led to that those led are the, to the wins. Sack. Yeah, yeah, those are the wins that are stacked, and and it's momentum. Momentum is what takes you into flow. Mm-hmm. Momentum of the wins, and I think that's a lot um, of what people forget is they think like, no, it's a tackle for me. I have to get a tackle. I have to make a shot. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to make every shot. Actually, okay, what's the process to get there? Yeah, but, it's like that's what you got to focus on and yeah. execute on, and that's how you get into flow. That's how you get in the zone, and it's just. I love, that's such a, and you know it, like, you know, you know, I know, like, if you play sports, you know what this feels like, you know, and so I absolutely love helping young athletes do that, mm-hmm. and just people experience that. It's awesome. I, yeah, it's so, so good. I think, at first, you have to be aware of what it feels like, what does right feel like, but I think one part in my journey where I would get discouraged is, like, okay, I put a plan together, and I put... You know, I have my process and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think I saw my <laughs> Yeah, I'd miss the shot or, you know, I, I ran into something. But what, what's your advice to young, young athletes who are experiencing some discouragement and some, some things like that to, to trying to get into flow state? Yeah, I would say, you know, you have to think, you have to recognize the wins. And sometimes it has to happen off the field you start recognizing the wins off the field. Hmm. It's like me, like, and sometimes just stuff that you're grateful for. Because then what happens is it transitions onto the field or onto your process. Because Hmm. when you feel like you just fell on your face and like your process isn't working, and then it's like, oh no, what's going on? Like, oh man, I, what happens is your mind has shifted into fear. And it's like, let's bring you back to the present. Hmm. Man, I get to go work. I get to go to practice today. I get to go earn an opportunity to get more playing time. Mm-hmm. I get to do this instead of like, now I have to pull myself out of this hole. Yeah. It's like, no, I get to do this. That self-talk. Self-talk. Yeah, your words are so important. Um, literally, all these different things, you know, but it all starts with one. And that's what I think is so important. Like when you asked that question, my immediate like response in my mind was, it just takes one. Mm-hmm. Because if you have one win, mm-hmm. just one, just like, I don't know, like you experience just, yeah, you know. You see the ball go through the hoop one time. It's like, one all right, time, here we go. One good pass, yeah. one good move, one good, and but you have to boil it down, boil it, boil it, boil it, boil it down until you feel like, okay, that's the win. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're so so broad with it. Like I need to get this one win and it's like, it's a sack. It's like you rush 20, 20 to 30 times a game and you might get one. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I focusing on that? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna boil it, boil it, boil it down until I feel like this is a win for me and you have control of that, so. So good. <laughs> yeah, I've got all sorts of thoughts going. I mean, for me it was, I'm gonna sprint from free throw line to free throw line. And if mm-hmm. I do that for 40 minutes or however long I'm playing, like I'm gonna get a few layups. Yeah. Every time Jimmer shoots the ball, I'm, I'm sprinting in there to try and get a rebound because 
I, if I get three or four offensive rebounds, then I'm probably going to get, you know, putbacks, a couple like... of putbacks. <laughs> I'm going to get to the foul line, right? Which uh, is huge. It adds up. <laughs> it does. It, adds it really up. does add up. But that's the process. And those are the small wins that you're talking about. The cues, right? Yeah, the cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bronce, how, how important has faith been on your journey? Where does that fit into to your story? Yeah. It's honestly been everything. It has been uh, vital. And I think that's honestly my faith is what kind of brings that um, joy and, you know, vibrant life, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. That energy. The yeah. energy, because it's like, man, I have such strong faith, you know, in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, that mm-hmm. um, really, man, we're here for a purpose. And... You know, we're here to experience true joy. We're here to bounce back from adversity, to learn that. Like we're here to experience all these things because Christ already did it for us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, it's that, that faith is so strong. And in that, ah, oh, I missed a few buckets today. Like, or I missed a sack today. Like sports is such a small thing to the overall grand scheme of life mm-hmm. and knowing that, you know, we're here just for a short time to eventually, you know, we'll leave this place mm-hmm. and return home, right? To, uh, you know, a father in heaven and, um, and experience that happiness. Like it's- Perspective. It, oh, yeah. It's perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it changes everything. If you have that, you know, that faith, it's so, it's it's so huge. Mm-hmm. I, without it, it it makes this you know earth experience so tough. Mm-hmm. You know, like so tough. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I think that faith that I have is like kind of spread out through my uh, I don't know my attitude and actions and things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's very very evident in the way you live life. I have, here's a question, and it's something that I, I've tried to figure out in my career um, and in life in general. Like, I think perspe- keeping that perspective of, like, yeah, we're all children of God and we're all, you know, everything's good. How do you, how do you combat that with, like, pushing the envelope and, like, making every day, every day matter, too? Do you know what I mean? Like, like say that again. Yeah. Can you word it a little Not differently? Really? <laughs> no, no. Like, like you're so. Like, so you're keeping the perspective of of like the broader vision of yeah of why you're here, where you're going, but but also like fighting every day to accomplish something. Push yourself and oh, yeah. and uh, and find that success. Find those wins that I yeah. think everyone inside is it wants to wants to do and accomplish. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. I, okay. I totally see what you're saying now. So I I would say that because it's tough. I see what you're saying because you we know there's a purpose in life, mm-hmm. but then there's a day to day grind mm-hmm. that takes place, and you're constantly trying to to reach something and. I think it's important um, to to know that okay, 
every day is a blessing. Every day is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I'm going to do everything I can to reach this goal. And if I don't reach it, all right, it doesn't mean that I just give up. Mm-hmm. And I think... Failures are part of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you're supposed to be here to experience, like, pain and sorrow mm-hmm. because it makes your wins just that that much better. And I think that's so important because every day, not everything's gonna go your, go your way. Like, and you're gonna have hard times. Like you're gonna, you're, you're just gonna fail on a test. You're gonna mm-hmm. get hurt, you know, stuff's, you're gonna, you're gonna experience things that you had no idea was like planned out for you or that mm-hmm. you were gonna experience it. And it's so hard. So you have to be okay with being okay with feeling that way when yeah. bad things happen. Okay, being vulnerable that way. Yeah, because it's like, if you don't, it makes it harder to get back on track to your goal. Mm. And so I think that's, it's key to always, you know, be able to, and I'm big on this, like being able to have like a really calm mind mm. because it creates clarity. So that way you can, uh, you're experiencing all these things, you're reaching for these goals each day. And sometimes you don't reach them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that's okay. You're just, and I remember I realized that, like, I don't have to be uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, but I am going to always try. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always going to try. And good things are going to come. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the perspective God wants us. He, he just wants your best effort, yeah. right? And wants your full heart. And, and yeah. I think that brings that clarity of mind, right? Yeah, and just by trying. Yep. It's crazy. Give your best effort and let's see what happens. Yeah. Put your full heart into it and, and trust that down the road, things are gonna work out somehow. Yeah, because he's so involved and we don't even realize it. And so I like to think of it like in sports, like as teammates, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, we're teammates and if you're doing everything you can as a teammate, Oh yeah, let's go, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me to help you if you're not doing everything that you can. Yeah. It actually Trust. limits my ability to help you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's the same thing with, with God. Like, ah, just do everything you can. Mm-hmm. Like you're here, you're here to experience happiness and, and really be great as long as you're trying mm-hmm. all the time, right? Bouncing back, that's still trying. Experience, feeling when things fell and going through those feelings of like sadness and sorrow, like experiencing that, yeah, you're still trying, mm-hmm. right? They're not gonna be there forever. And like, you're just gonna keep keep pushing. Thanks to Tyler Hawes and Bronson Kafusi for this edition of The Mental Game. Download and subscribe to Behind the Mic wherever you find podcasts or listen to all episodes on the BYU Radio app. Behind the Mic is a production of BYU Radio. 